it's Ali here. Thanks for checking in to create a thriving hypnotherapy business. This podcast is most definitely for you if you're a new or established hypnotherapist who wants to flourish in practice and stay in business. Apologies for the sound quality for the next couple of weeks. I'm recording without my usual fancy schmancy equipment from the Isle of Jura in the Western Isles of Scotland. So normal service will be resumed in a couple of weeks. Um, I'm not sad about it because as I'm recording this, I'm looking out to the sea in front of me about 20 paces away from me. So back to today, as your wing woman, as well as inspire and inform, it is my job to show you the not always insta pretty realities of running your own business. Don't expect it to go to plan. I mean, I don't expect it to go to plan. So think diary of a CEO, but with more chaos, more naps and far more easily distracted by auto videos on the internet. My theory is, though, that if I can do this, I am sure as heck that you can too. So come with as uh, I rebuild my hypnotherapy business in real time. So when I share the podcast into the thriving community group, um, I'll pop my measurable actions in and I'll be talking about this. You'll notice on Mondays that there is a post which is an incite to action post. That is your opportunity to pop the measurable actions that you want to be held accountable for this week into the group. On Fridays, I'll go live and update you with my progress so you can play along and let's be accountable to each other. So come on, let's go. Something that came up this week um, with a group of trainee hypnotherapists who listen to the podcast, so shout out to CPHD Stoke One, whoop, whoop, um, around how business is right now for me. And it was such a valid point because it turns out me sharing that things aren't quite as they should be is a little nerve wracking to hear. And do you know what? I get it. But I'm I'm living it as well. So I get it. All right. But here I am hosting a podcast about being successful in business. And I'm very, very publicly stating that my business isn't where I want it to be, despite being over a decade into it. It sounds like an oxymoron. You know, I really had my reservations about sharing this stuff. Um, my ego is still très uncomfortable with it, if I'm honest. Um, and, you know, the other reason is because the last thing I want to do is create doubt as to how personally, professionally and financially rewarding being a hypnotherapist can be. You know, I really did wonder whether it would undermine the podcast. But, you know, it raises a really important talking point and um, one which I think we all can struggle with, which means, of course, we have to talk about it. Because if you remember, I promised raw and real. So this is what you get. Um, you know, whilst I would rather do this as a job than anything else in the entire world, except maybe professional nail polish namer, I name the shade Peevish Petals. Yeah, I mean, that sounds really awesome, doesn't it? So because the thing is, though, not every day or week or even month as a hypnotherapist is going to be your favourite. You know, I genuinely believe running a business is the best personal development you'll ever get. And I mean that from all sides of it, which means that sometimes it is going to be awesome, fulfilling and clients will be spilling out onto the street, squealing your praises. But other times it's going to be the most frustrating, uncomfortable or even dull thing that you are currently doing for one reason or another. You know, when Mark Twain said, find a job you love and you'll never have to work a day in your life, I believe he should posthumously 
just sit the heck down for that because it's utter twaddle and we really need to stop we need to stop saying it because it's unhelpful even your number one passion requires sometimes really dull effort you know and sometimes that work is not going to feel like it's giving up the goodies for the amount of effort you put in you're not always going to feel like you're getting stuff out you know, and for us, that often looks like fixating on the number of clients as the only metric for success. And it's a really easy and dangerous trap to fall into because those kind of metrics, whilst they are, yes, I agree, they're massively important. They are just one facet of what it means to have a successful business as a whole. If your numbers look a bit ropey, you have to see it as a symptom, not the disease. You and your business are more than the number of client sessions you have this week. In over a decade as a hypnotherapist, I've had rises and falls in client numbers, inquiry sessions, and the reasons have, honestly, I've written, I've written when I wrote it down, not always simple, never just simple, often not avoidable, and usually it's a combination of different factors and factors over time. So you can't freak out about something that is more complicated than, you know, whether you're going to have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. Look, I get it. The clients are what bring the money in. And that means we eat. Right. But if you only focus on the result, you're going to be missing what you actually should be focusing on, which is what's stopping the flow and what could you be learning or doing to increase the flow? increase those inquiries, increase the conversions. Clients don't just arrive out of nowhere, do they? They arrive through the systems and processes that you've put in place to attract them. Actions create inquiries, which lead to consultations, which lead to clients, which lead to testimonials and referrals and so on. It can be a battle of wills because I still fall prey to fear sometimes, even after this long. And it's important to give in to that fear because when we start going into that primitive brain safety mode not only do we stop taking action because we're so busy looking at the problem we get object fixation on the problem we're going to be missing out on signals and opportunities of success that are starting to happen because it doesn't look right at this moment my business is failing can you imagine if businesses shut up shop every time something didn't look quite right it just that's just not how business works so we've got to get away from that real kind of myopic view of how we judge business success and we've got to have a little faith huh um i am but it was great to have a reminder that a lot of what we do is around having a healthy mindset and um, but of course mindset is just part of the story so whilst this week or this kind of 10 15 days might not include much actual work because i'm kind of on holiday this week might not include much actual work because i'm kind of on holiday so although i've brought my laptop um it's a little bit more mission impossible in that should i choose to accept the assignment i can but i don't have to so I'm focusing this week on letting my brain wander a lot more, simply taking the world and the experiences. I'm paying into the creativity bank, just allowing my brain a little bit more space to be curious, make those novel connections, to read, to rest, reflect. Remember, we're not a piece of machinery that can be churning out stuff all the time, especially not when we're trying to force it, creativity and stress don't really work all that well together. 
Um, so this next period of my life, over the next couple of weeks, shall be described as things that are taking my focus. So I'm really keen to look at my website with fresh eyes and make it a pleasurable and easy experience for visitors. I know that it's really, it's only got basic optimization on it because that's that's all you can have at the start. You know, you put it up, put the basic stuff in, but that's with the knowledge that search engine optimization, so that optimization of the website needs to be an ongoing thing. So I'm going to start exploring how I can improve that. And I put in calls to a few people for that purpose. And part of it is because I wrote my website in less than a week, most of it actually over the course of a day, some of it quite late into the early hours of the morning, which means it's it's okay, but no more than that. I still kind of like the, what I've written, but I know that I could do better in terms of using it to attract clients. And I want my preferred customer to feel really compelled to do something positive when they land on the website and go from searching to choosing. Because you've got to remember, if somebody gets to your website, it's because they've been searching for something that you can help with, which means they are in the mode to buy. My job really is to just not mess it up on the way through. So my question is always, how can I take someone from not knowing me to being curious enough to get in touch? So again, that's my question for the week. Um, I'm not going to make myself wholly accountable for coming up with an answer. I'm just letting my brain know that it's got a project to deal with over the next few weeks. I'm also curious about landing pages and how they might help me focus on a preferred client profile. Sidebar. A landing page is just a web page that you direct people to that has a single call to action. You'll recognize them from an ad. If you've clicked on an advert and it takes you to a web page, often it tells you everything you need to know all on one page with one often repeated call to action. Sometimes they're brilliant. Other times you're just scrolling through going to skim in price already. Um, sometimes they used to be called long form sales pages or something like that. So, you know, landing pages are going to be in my curiosity list. And my other focus starting this week is looking at my preferred client. I veer away from niching, never managed it. Couldn't ever work out one thing I'd like to do all the time. I've never felt the desire to specialize in any symptomology or a group of clients, although I am drawn to exploring neurodivergence and the particular challenges that living with it presents. Um, honestly, that's as close as you'll ever hear me talking about specializing. I'm pretty sure that resistance comes from a combination of low boredom threshold and not wanting to be pinned down. Um, I've never connected with the idea of an ideal client avatar either, because same no singular type of client ever really appealed that much. But I know it would help me to sharpen up communications a little bit if I just thought about the people that I love to work with as having a resonant frequency with me. One-to-one -one client work success is so connected to the therapeutic relationship and rapport that it makes real sense to focus on things like resonant frequency. Sidebar. Oh, we've got sidebars this week. This is so cool. This is a new thing. It's probably only going to be for this week. So, you know, don't expect it as a normal thing, but who knows? It could be a thing. 
So sidebar, resonant frequency, when one thing vibrates at a certain frequency that matches another's natural frequency. Oh, dear Lord, that is terribly explained, GCSE physics. But we do understand it. The opera singer who can break glass. That is resonant frequency in action. But when we think of it, uh, people to people think of it as a vibe check. So it might be the style of photographs I use, the language, the topics I focus on, or even something as subtle as the fonts that I use. It might be resonating with what I'm doing or saying, or the stage of life I'm in, the things that I find funny. It can be all sorts of things. We all do it, and every marketeer will tell you that your client has to connect with you. But I don't think I've ever heard it spoken about in this way, um, even though we know about it in this way, because resonant frequency just makes sense to me. It also means that they might have a variety of issues, but because we have that resonant frequency, the work will succeed. Because remember, up to 50% of the success of therapy can be attributed to that relationship that we have. So not to mention that resonant frequency clients are also the best ones to have testimonials from and who are often the best referrers. So I am going to have a little ponder about what makes people think, yep, you're the one to help me do this work. You get me, I trust you, and I feel safe doing this hard thing with you. That is what I'm looking at this week, probably over the next few weeks, if I'm honest, but I'm starting it this week. So as part of that, I'm going to go over the people that I've already worked with since um, moving to Shropshire, since starting meditation and relaxation classes, and since rebranding as the happy human, because the clients I vibe with have been changing. So yeah, that's what's going on in my world. Um, and that's really enough, I think, to keep me going for this week. But it's a really good thing yeah, you know, for me, those are the things that, again, they come under that foundational thing. Our website is really a space to let somebody into our world, you know, show them this is the path that you could be taking. So our website has to be good when somebody arrives at it. And it is an ongoing thing. It's not just something we do and then we leave it there. So a website is a very important part of our platform. The way that we talk is part of our brand. Our brand is saying to someone, I'm your person for this bit of work. So again, for me, that's real foundational stuff. And it's spoken about all the time, but hopefully this way makes a little bit more sense. And also it's very pertinent to how we work as well, because if you are selling barbecues, you probably won't need quite as much resonant frequency as if you're helping somebody uh, reorganize their entire life and the next 20 years of the future whilst um, resolving issues that are, you know, that have been with them since childhood. Not quite the same thing, is it? Um, so, yeah, our, our job's a little bit different. Um so maybe thinking about it in this way might be helpful. So thank you for hanging out with me today. I hope you feel replenished, reinvigorated, and know that how you build your hypnotherapy business, it doesn't have to be pretty or perfect. It just has to work for you. 
Um, remember, I'll pop into the group on Friday, usually afternoon, evening with what I've been up to. It's your opportunity to check in as well. So, you know, your call to action at the beginning of this week, you can let us know how you got on. If you're not already a member of the thriving community, do join and remember to answer the membership questions. They're my way of keeping it a safe space for hypnotherapists and hypno adjacent therapists. Also, be sure to rate, review and follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible or wherever you get your podcasts. Especially be sure to follow, rate and review if you liked it. If you didn't vibe with it, don't worry about it. It's fine. Lastly, as a hypnotherapist, you know you need to look after so many aspects of your business. And one of those is supervision. I'm a level five hypnotherapy supervisor. So if you're in the UK and you're looking for solution focused supervision, Go to the website thehypnotherapybusinessclub.co.uk forward slash supervision and send me an inquiry. See you next time on Create a Thriving Hypnotherapy Business. Stay awesome and let's go change the world.